<laughs> what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the scorecard, the boxing scorecard. We have to bring your scorecard and an explanation, not just your opinion. I am your host, Cedric Ben, here on the Talk and Fight channel. Of course, uh, the big main event for the weekend was the big heavyweight um, Tyson Fury versus Dylan White. This was Tyson Fury's uh, final fight as a professional. Well, we'll get into that after. He did get in the ring and say a few things with another another fighter that, uh, you know, for financial reasons. But as far as boxing, um, he announced that this would be his final fight against Dylan White, who is a, a top 10 heavyweight, um, not an A-plus class, but definitely a top 10 heavyweight, who I expected... I expected to put put up more of a more of a fight. What up, Sheila from Atlanta? Thank you for for uh, tuning in. What time is it in Atlanta, by the way, right now? Thank you for uh, for um, you know being a dedicated listener um, and subscriber. Um, so, anyways, this was Dylan White's. Um, you know, this was his one shot. One thing too, like you, you talking about having one shot and one chance. Um, usually in fights, though, they have you know a rematch clause. Most of the heavyweights nowadays, most of the champions, not just heavyweights, most of the champions have put rematch clauses in their contracts uh, just in case they lose. Um, but there was uh, there was no there was no rematch clause. So this was for you know the lineal championship for all the belts, and um, everything was on the line. So I was expecting Dylan White to put up more of a fight. He in the beginning, he tried to put up some some mind games. Oh, same time. He tried to put up mind games. Um, Dylan White came out, who Dylan White, who's an orthodox fighter, he came out in a southpaw stance. I guess looking to confuse Fury. It didn't uh, didn't work at all. I still I gave Fury every round. Speaking of, you know, this is the, the scorecard. There wasn't much to score. I gave every round to Fury. Um, the fourth round, I marked the fourth round. As, as a close round, um, but you know, just go through the through the notes. Um, Fury, I mean, so first round, Dylan White comes out a southpaw, but Fury still landed more clear. He took his time just to see what he's gonna do. Yeah, you come out in a different stance. Let me feel you out. Throw a couple jabs. Fury still still outboxed him. Uh, you thought White would have been more aggressive. Exactly, that's exactly what I was saying. I was expecting him. This was his one opportunity to be more aggressive. Um, if there's any heavyweight out there that deserved a, a shot, it would have been Dylan White for the past while, whoever had, had the belts, you know. Um, anyways, going to round two, um, they switched, they both switched stances. So Fury came out, Fury started the first round as the Orthodox, came out the second round as a Southpaw. Dylan White started the first round as a, as a Southpaw, came out the second round as an as a Orthodox, which is his regular stance. So, you know, they're both trying to play mind games with each other. Still Fury uh, um, dominated around by boxing skills, not dominated by by hard punches. You could tell Dylan White was very, uh, um, was being very careful for the check left hook. Like he had his right hand, not just here, he had it like above his head to make sure that there was no chance of that check hook uh, um, catching him. So I'm assuming his game plan was to come in, get on the inside somehow, uh, um, but on your way on the inside, he didn't want to get caught. So that's why he had that right hand up. Um, Tyson Fury, again, you know, the best boxer in the division, took his time, kept his hands up, used his reach at his full, you know, to his full advantage. 
Uh, oh, I didn't finish going through the rounds. Round three. Uh, my exact notes were Fury, easy outboxing him, just touching him with, with jabs and fakes. Once you land a couple of those jabs to make a person's head snap back and they're more aware, like either they're catching it or, you know, they're aware of it, all you have to do is fake and then it makes them hesitate. You don't have to throw a punch. Just, just faking it makes them hesitate and then that stops them from coming forward. Um, I already talked about this. White looking to block the check left hook, but not fast enough to counter. So, yeah, it, White was, you know, the main punch that Fury was landing was was just the, the, the jab and the straight punches. Fury, Fury, um, White was blocking the hooks and the in, most of the, the inside punches because he was re really aware of that. Round four, which is the round that I gave to... Uh, 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 Oh, I still gave it to Fury, but I just marked that as a close round. I wrote uh, White trying to make it dirty, trying to get back, trying to get back in the fight using elbows and forearms. So on the inside, <laughs> you know, not it's not blatantly like just throwing your elbow or forearm, but when you're cut on the inside, just you know, pushing your form against 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 the 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 chin of your opponent while you're against the ropes, kind of doing what Fury, kind of doing what Fury does to to, to his opponents. Tyson Fury uses his size and advantage if he has you against the ropes just to lean on you. Again, it's, you can't just blatantly like you can't just blatantly <laughs> put your weight, but in you know just in your in your stance and using your legs to kind of push forward. Um, Fury is usually very smart at doing that. White was trying to do that to him. A little bit awkward when you're the shorter guy trying to trying to push the the bigger guy back and. As the shorter guy, it, it it looked more a little bit more obvious because he had to stick his arm up. White had to stick his arm up a little bit further to 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 put it in in Fury's face. So it was a little bit more obvious what uh, what Dylan White was trying to do. Um, but uh, I guess that that's how he felt. That was his only way getting back into the fight. Round five. What was my notes for round five? Yeah, I just wrote simply. White's White is wasting his time. And this remind me, yeah, I made sure to write that. Um, and I should have wrote the coach's name down. Sugar Ray's Sugar Ray Leonard's coach, when um, when he said, I forget which fighter he said it to. It wasn't to Sugar Ray Leonard, but he said it to some fighter, or it might have been to Sugar Ray when he said, "You're blowing it, son. You're blowing it." You know, just basically saying to the guy, "Man, this is your one opportunity," and like you're 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 blowing it. And that's uh, that's that's exactly what I was thinking about Dylan White, man. I'm look, standing there looking at him like, man, you're blowing it, son. You're blowing it. This is your one opportunity that you've been, you know, uh, um, asking for and begging for and earned your way, not just talked your way into it. Like he, Dylan White has earned his way into this position for this one opportunity. And um, yeah, man, he, he's kind of he was kind of blowing it. Now, one one swing and punch and miss and follow and just following around the ring. Yeah, he, he, Dylan White was looking for that one one hitter quitter, but he, like you got to look to set it up. Not that not to say that you're gonna outbox the, the the person your opponent who's a better boxer than you, but you can't just blatantly look look for that one shot unless you have that Wilder power who almost put out Fury. But you know, as you can see, Fury got up and outboxed him and still still did his thing. Um. So yeah, and then round six. Is when the big, the big, uh, the big KO happened. Jab, jab, jab. Step in and a right uppercut. And when you look at it, it looked like that. That was the perfect, as far as accuracy, landing on the button. The reason why I say that is because 
you know, because a, a few people said to me, it looked, it didn't, it barely looked like it hit him. That's because it was right, right on the chin, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like on the side. Like if it, if it was more on the side, those are the ones where, where you're, you know, the head goes, goes twisting with, with the uppercuts, whether it's this side or this side. His head twisted a little bit, but it was right, right here. So it was just, it was just real quickly, and um, and boom, down he went. Um, and landing specifically that that uppercut is more of a, you know, I always give extra credit to people that that you know land uppercuts and drop their opponent from that because that's the uppercut is one of the most uh, um, hardest punches to land, dangerous punches to land because of the position that you put yourself in. Especially as a tall person, you want to be able to use your reach. Uppercuts and hooks, you have to get closer to the person. The closer you are to the person, the more chance they have to get you back too. Especially as the shorter. If your opponent's shorter than you, that's their one chance to get back at you is if you're shorter. Um, the jab and uppercut, Fury seemed to calm the whole fight. No extra energy wasted. Exactly. That educated jab, which we talk about all the time, um, coming, you know, obviously comes from that uh that 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 Kronk school shout out to to Sugar Hill, who uh, I don't know him personally, but I did meet him a couple of times. I got to pick his brain as a coach and just to you know see see you know I love I love speaking to other coaches. Sorry, I'm going off a little rant right now about coaches, but I'm not one of these coaches that just thinks you know just listen to what I say and that's all you need. I love listening to other coaches, especially coaches that have uh, successful boxers. And just pick their brain on how you know how they do things. So, shout out to Sugar Hill, great coach. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been working with Tyson Fury, who is is one of the rare boxers who has that combination of good, great boxing skills, and has that power when he needs to use it. Um, I was gonna. Vinny says I was gonna say the same thing. I thought it slipped off his face the first time I saw it. Yeah, Angelo Dundee, that's who it was. Yes, thank you very much. Angelo Dundee, also another another great coach. Um, that's what he said. You're blowing it, son. You're blowing it. Man, like I said, this was this was Dylan White's one opportunity that uh that he's deserved for the past couple of years. So um he did get up and beat the count, but um it was a very good stoppage by the referee because he, you know, even if he the fight would have continued, it uh it you know wouldn't have been a god good for him and those those are the, the fights where you know that the, the, the um, you as the either the referee or the coach have to step in and and, and think of the, the fighter's future, not just his pride, right? Because the boxers, boxers, will, boxers will always say, you know, my my boxers tell me all the time, not just me, but you know, they boxers in general just say they'll get very mad at their coach if they throw in the towel, right? And they'll get mad all the time, you know. You saw the situation with Wilder. He fired his coach for throwing in a towel. Um, but what I tell people, and you know, there's usually no comeback to this, is when I what I tell them is I say, I would rather you be mad at me for stopping the fight too early rather than me coming to visit you in the hospital because I stopped it too late. And then your family's looking at me crazy because I'm the one that's supposed to be responsible for taking care of you. So no, you're not gonna put that on me. I'd rather you be safe than than sorry. That's not in boxing is one of the you know the the um, most blatant cases of uh of that uh you know that saying better be safe than sorry you know there's no i don't know if there's any other better example than boxing better be safe than sorry so that was a good stoppage by the referee 
and uh, Tyson Frey. I mean, uh, Dylan White will live to uh, you know continue his career. You know the crazy thing. Um, shout out to uh, to Paulie Malnage. I got this from him. He 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 noted the fact that Dylan White three times. He's only been knocked out three times, and they've all been by uppercuts. Um, so I'm not sure if Fury knew that ahead ahead of time, but you know, knowing him, his good boxing skills and his good coach. They probably saw that and uh, was were looking for the right time to to land it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Blocking the uppercuts, it, you know, it's very hard. Um, to protect boxes at all costs, exactly. Blocking those uppercuts, it's it's you know you got to be careful because at a distance you you can you can relax a little bit. You know you can have your hands down. The closer you get to the person, the more careful, the more tighter that defense has to be. As far as blocking the uppercuts, either close the door. Or whatever hand they throw, if it's the right uppercut, use your right hand to block it. Left uppercut, left hand to block it, because you can counter from there. They throw their right uppercut, block, counter with that hook. They throw the left uppercut, block, counter with that right hook. It doesn't matter if they're standing in an orthodox or southpaw stance. Those uh, those rules uh, still apply there. So, what is next for uh, for each fighter? Uh, with the loser first, uh, Dylan White takes some time off. Take some time off. Um, again, he's still a top ten heavyweight. I still think he'll give good. He'll give all the top guys a, a, a good test for their money. Um, he just fought Tyson Fury, right? Tyson Fury, who's the best boxer um, in that weight class, you know, of, uh, of of this generation right now, and definitely has to be considered as um, as one of the best best heavyweights ever. Um, yeah, he definitely has to be considered in in that conversation. Just his size, his boxing skills, and his ability to 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 use power when he needs it. He he definitely has to um to be in that conversation with the greatest of all time. Um, I I definitely do think. I still think Usyk and Joshua would be an interesting fight. That's that's the only thing that I'm kind of disappointed in 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 um. Fury retiring early. Um, you know, I, I think I really believe Usyk, even though he's smaller, a smaller heavyweight. I, I've been saying it a long time ago that Usyk is the is the new Evander Holyfield. Um, people thought I was crazy when I said that years ago, but if you look at their career path so far now, it's exactly the same. They both won gold medals in lower weight classes at the Olympics. They both moved up to to the professional ranks and cleaned out the cruiserweight division, clearly cleaned out Evander, Evander Holyfield, clearly cleaned out the division. Usyk clearly cleaned out the, the cruiserweight division. Both moved up to heavyweight. Usyk did have a rough start in that first fight against, um, I forget homeboy's name, but his first fight at heavyweight, it was a little bit rough, a little bit shaky. Um, but then he stepped up to, to the Anthony Joshua fight and clearly beat him. Um, so, that's why I say uh, Usyk is 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 the new Evander Holyfield. I definitely think a fight between him and Tyson Fury would be very interesting. Um, and yeah, and, he, and even with that, with Anthony Joshua, right? Um, I think him and Fury would be interesting too. Ninety thousand. They had that fight yesterday had ninety four thousand people at Wembley Stadium. That's crazy. That is crazy. I wonder who's going to be the first fight to break 100,000. Who's going to be the first fight to break 100,000? Um, and then next up for uh, for Tyson Fury, 
after I talk about what's next up for Tyson Fury, I'm gonna probably gonna close up and finish up. So if anybody in the chat, if you have any questions you wanna you wanna say either about the fight or about next week's fight, next week's fight's coming up. Next week we have Stevenson and Valdez and Serrano and Taylor. Wow. Um, but anyway, back to Fury. What's the future for Fury? He says he's retired um, um, in the ring after the fight. Um, UFC champion, heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou got into the got into the ring, and they both talked about some mixed rules match that they were going to have. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to have to have to be mixed rules. It's it's not. Um, I, I, I hope uh, they you know. They're not going to try to advertise it as by saying like you know because they're wearing smaller gloves that that means that means in Francis has a chance of uh, of KOing. Shout out to, again, shout out to to um to Paulie Malinazzi who brought this up first when I was listening to him and he brought up the fact that you know even before the the McGregor and Mayweather fight people were trying to say like there was a debate whether they should use eight ounce gloves or four ounce gloves whether that was going to be a factor for McGregor. And this situation now, too, you know, it, it, whether they use smaller gloves, if it give, if it's going to give Francis and Ganu uh, more of a chance of beating Tyson Fury, <laughs> I uh, I highly doubt that. But hey, just like I said against McGregor and Mayweather, hey man, people win the lottery all the time. Somebody has to win the lottery. It's possible, you know. I can go to the to the corner store right now and buy a lottery ticket, and there's a chance I could win. So. Yeah, those are the chances that uh, I believe Ngannou has of uh, of beating Tyson Fury, and uh, and there you have it. Shout out to the to the king of the heavyweight division, Tyson Fury. There you have it. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, today is Sunday morning, eleven o'clock. Every week, the scorecard. Oh, we're gonna have some serious scorecards to talk about next week. My early predictions is Stevenson by unanimous dis the the decision. U Stevenson by unanimous decision, and Serrano by stoppage. Yes, I said it. Serrano by stoppage. Stevenson by unanimous decision. Serrano is going to stop Katie Taylor. You heard it right here first on the scorecard. <laughs> Only on the Talk and Fight Network. And uh like, share, subscribe. We'll be back later on today for the for the KO of the week with my boy Mike Orr. And uh again, every Monday, Monday to Friday at four o'clock, me and Mike try to bring up the newest prospects from around the world. If you if you guys have any prospects or pro boxers in your local area that uh you know need some more promotion, we'd love to 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 promote them on the show. And do an interview with them too to help help get them out there. All right. Only gonna hear it first. Talk and fight. See you guys next week. Peace. Mm -hmm.